It worked. <laughs> yes. You know what? Honestly, you did so such a good job. Why don't you do, do you you're, you do the hosting duties? Introduce it, Will. Come on, on the spot. You can do it. Uh, hi. I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> if you're not, I love Talladega. I love Talladega. First, your last, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Welcome to Explain Yourself with Kevin. Sorry, what's and what's well, we are Kevin. going to uh, do it a little mm -hmm. differently uh, today. We have more creators on the screen, but we're going to talk about one project. We're going to talk about the anthology, mm -hmm. the Concrete Arcanum. And uh, Nathan, you are at a comic convention, so we're going to ask you first to tell mm -hmm. us which show you're at, how how it is going, and then we'll have you just go straight into if somebody was going past your booth in 30 mm -hmm. seconds or less, how would you get them into this anthology? Very good. Uh, greetings from ValleyCon in Fargo, North Dakota. It is a show that's getting back on its feet after the uh, pandemic, and I'm pleased to say that it's doing well. Uh, we had a good steady stream of people past the booth, a lot of good interest in uh, uh, both my my projects and uh, Concrete Arcanum uh, writ large. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, promoting the project all weekend long here. Where in the world is the show? Ah, uh, yes, Exotic Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, wow, all right. Right. That's is that it, the uh, place where all the murders happened? <laughs> uh, sure, <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, that's Fargo, that's right. Yeah, right, yes. Uh, well, they called, they called the movie that because nobody wanted to call it Minneapolis. You know, that's uh, <laughs> not, not, not as cool of a title. <laughs> it's not, don't you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah man. Well, I've lived in Minnesota all my life, so, you know, we, we, we hear the accent all the time. Yeah. All right, I'll spare you that one. That's it. So, yes. as they come back to your booth, and you're you're right. gonna get them on this. What is this anthology, and uh, why would why would somebody stop and grab it? So, Concrete Arcanum is a 120 page anthology of short stories uh, that take place in the modern day and ask the question: What ha would happen if magic monsters, all the figures from mythology, uh, it came out that they were still alive and living amongst us and Magic was real, monsters are real, and they were coming out of the shadows. They were stepping out of the closet. Uh, I wanted to challenge the creators to see how they uh, how they think that would affect things in the modern day. Uh, would anybody would anybody at this point actually be that surprised? Uh, uh, would some people be excited about it? Uh, would some people be upset about it? You know. So I was really looking forward to. Uh, seeing the collision of uh, mo the modern world and the uh, uh, the, myth the mythical world, and uh, all these fine people that uh, here this evening have not disappointed in the slightest. We've got twenty stories, thirty-five uh, fantastic creators. Uh, the professionalism and talent that have been brought to this project. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm beyond uh, belief at how well it has gone overall. So uh, the, uh, well, a personal thank you to not only everybody who showed up tonight uh, to be on the stream, but also all of the creators that, ha that have turned out for this have been 
posting about it on social media, blasting it out to their respective audiences and just making it making it a project that I am incredibly proud of. Well, Will and I thank everybody who showed up tonight. Everybody who didn't is dead to us. Uh, <laughs> I want a list. I want names. And uh, that is, that's it. It's over. Okay. Um, I guess, I guess hey. we will forgive them this time. Hey, Melissa J. Massey, congratulations. I think somebody's mm -hmm. chocolate Kickstarter was a huge success. And you can breathe a sigh of relief, guys. If you missed out on it, follow MJ and on Twitter because you can get her chocolates outside of crowdfunding too. But uh, mm -hmm. congratulations! I am waiting. I am waiting. Wrong project, Kevin. Wait! Oh no, that's that's Aurelia. Oh no, I'm so excited about chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh no, you're um, still MJ. Still going. Never mind. Yep. Yeah. Melissa. You know, we've got a, also... we've got an MJ and a GE, and I drink a lot. Um, <laughs> you know. Forgive me, we had COVID and a hurricane near my house this week. I'm a little off. Yeah, man. So, so wait, um, there's no chocolate? Because I was under the impression that they was going to be giving out chocolate. Oh, yeah, just, it, um, yeah we, we put it outside your door. If it's not there, I'd talk to, you know, talk to the missus. <laughs> no, oh, MJ, I'm so sorry. I, I, yeah, you're... you're 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 the magic comic. I got my GEs and my MJs confused. Yeah. But uh, uh, Melissa is also in Concrete Arcanum. In fact, oh, nice. uh, her, uh, her story is even orcs have ghost problems, and it is she br she brings the uh, the cuteness and the whimsy that you expect from uh, Alchemist of Aurelia to the book. So if you like that, you should absolutely check out her short story in Concrete Arcanum. Absolutely. Okay, MJ, you're not dead to us. You're always on. You're always on our good list. You're not. You're never on our naughty list. Um, so, how did you um, grab these creators? I'm gonna make it more specific right now to the people who are on the stream, just because it's easier. Um, so, you know, our good buddies Travis and John, we, we know you really well. So we're gonna make you wait because we've we've met Mariah once and Brooke is new to us. So how did you get Mariah and Brooke on on this uh on this book? Um let's see, a lot of begging, uh, a lot of pleading, uh, a lot of favors, uh, some of them sexual. I'm not I'm not gonna name names or anything like that, but uh let's see i was very desperate and uh they uh had much better things to do but uh they um, will and i have both offered sexual favors for our anthologies which is why we've only done single books we can't <laughs> get any yeses the, um, the, the chafing does become an issue after a while i'm not gonna lie um let's see um i put out an open call to a few of the uh facebook groups that i am a part of and uh specifically facebook groups that i knew i had people who had done kickstarters before or and or were interested in uh becoming uh kickstarter creators and professionals so that was an important part of things. I wanted people that I knew were going to follow through on what they said they were going to do, and lo and behold, they have. So that no, that's a huge concern. Mm -hmm. We've talked to many people who've done anthologies, and you know, mm -hmm. if seventy percent of the people do the job, you have zero percent of your anthology done. Uh, so that is a, a huge <laughs> concern. So that's smart to kind of make sure of that. Right. Um, let's see a few, there were a few other postings in general urban fantasy authors and creator posts, but 
those did not get nearly so much of a reaction. So this was, uh, I, as I've said before, I'm absolutely blessed to have the crew that I do. Yeah. So, so um, Mariah, how, what, what about this project uh, got you excited to be part? Um, was it well, the favors? No. no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, a lot of the like comic work that I do already is very like supernatural, like modern day stuff. I don't usually call it urban fantasy just because I feel like my vibe and aesthetic is usually more like cottage core or like haunted mansion. Um, mm -hmm. But I, uh, yeah, I really love like modern day vampires. So I had to pitch with a vampire story. Right. <laughs> Now, what is the audience? Because I'm thinking of usual haunts. Um, uh, <laughs> Skew's a little older. Uh, yeah, what, what, is so, the, what is the audience for this anthology? So the anthology itself is all ages, um, which I will say uh, that I kind of feel like I snuck my way into this anthology a little bit. Um, I got to it because M. Sorcier, who does Sacrimony, had sent me the link. Mm -hmm. uh, a really good friend of mine and said I should pitch for it. Um, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, so if you're familiar with Usual Haunts, it's a it's an adult comic that I'm just starting. And uh, the story Modern Ghouls that I did for Concrete Arcanum is actually kind of like an alternative universe of it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely all ages appropriate for anybody, <laughs> even though there is like one poop joke <laughs> that I stepped in. <laughs> Oh my God, I, I have daughters and little kids love poop jokes. So that like, like yeah. blood gut score, no, not so much. Poop jokes, a-okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the characters will be a little bit familiar to anybody who's seen some of the usual haunt stuff. It's uh, centering mm -hmm. on Matilde and Jamie, who are two really good vampire pals. They're going about their nightly business, talking about millennial things like going to college and how student debt is insane and like wanting to have kids someday and then also bad florida legislation you know <laughs> just <laughs> where did you where did you possibly find any um uh, uh wood for that fire <laughs> i don't know i mean usually florida has such good legislation <laughs> so Brooke, how did you get involved? And then and then we're going to have to introduce, Kay just came in the chat. So Brooke, how did you get involved? And then I'd love to be introduced to Kay because I don't believe I have uh, met you yet. So Brooke, how did you get involved and what is your story? Not your so, general story, your book story. It started many, many, many years ago. No, <laughs> no. Um, I luckily got to hear about the pitch on, hey, I'm thinking about doing this anthology. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of cool. And uh, being an artist coming into her own later in life, um, I'm actually been inspired by my son to follow this path a little bit more. Um, I got really, really lucky um, that Nathan agreed to let me try this out as a new new adventure so kicked around so you some said story ideas artist are you are you doing just the artwork or are you also writing it no so i actually co-wrote the story with aaron casey um i actually she hired me to do some artwork for her and this just happened to kind of come in at the perfect time and we kind of wrote this story up together and then I illustrated it. And so it's been a learning curve and kind of awesome. What did that feel? How, how, how many pages is this and how does that, 
Uh, is it like dipping your toes in? How long is your, your chapter? So our particular story is eight pages. So um, it's still pretty long. That's still, uh, that's still putting, putting the labor in. Yeah. You know, cause we might as well throw it into the deep end and just run with <laughs> it at this point. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely a challenge for in me this, being a newbie. Yeah. Well, welcome. Um, every one of us, um, just pretended we knew what we were doing and jumped into this pool. So welcome to this pool doing the same thing. Uh, Will and I are not sure we know what we're doing yet, but uh, we know, we know Travis Gibbs. We figure we've got Mm -hmm. an in. Um, um, What is your story um, pertaining to? So our story is actually told um, from the perspective of our witch's familiar, who happens to be a fennec fox and is the only one who can see the manifestation of our witch's um, doubts and fears and inner dialogue. So it's all about brain weasels and how they tend to kind of gnaw away at our self-esteem and consciousness in there. And Fen actually comes to the aid of our witch and helps her believe in herself. No, that's cool. that's awesome. Brain weasels are very strong, diligent, and terrible, <laughs> terrible they things. They're they're absolutely horrible. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, we got Chuck Chuck Pino in the chat says, "Look at all these amazing crea- uh, comic creators!" So excited for this book. I thought it said cam creators. I was like, um, Chuck, I think you're watching the wrong live stream. Um, <laughs> He says con creators, so are oh, we con. creators of cons? Comic <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I didn't want to tell you guys, but I'm running this thing in North Dakota this week, and it's going pretty well. Uh, we, kind of, we kind of reopened it after the pandemic, and we're feeling pretty strong. Um, no, so, Nathan, can you please introduce me to Kay and, and Kay's work on this anthology? Because I didn't get a chance to say hello before the show. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is Kayla Matt. She did a wonderful story about uh, Grim Reapers who are a, a pair of Grim Reapers who are fighting over whose jurisdiction a particular hospital is. Uh, Kayla, you, you yeah. need to expound on this because I read that and I thought it was hilarious. Okay, yeah. My story is an eight pager called I Don't Get Paid Enough for This. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it deals with a nurse's exasperation as she meets two Grim Reapers for the first time. And, well, yeah, because mm-hmm. the soul is from one state and died in a particular way, he's supposed to fall into one particular jurisdiction. But, yeah, because he's not in his home state and you know, whatnot, and things get kind of mixed up between these two Reapers. Mm-hmm. So so va- vacation deaths can cause... Um... Uh, mm-hmm. Afterlife uh, shenanigans. Yes, yes. <laughs> Entanglements is better. But uh, so he said it was really funny. Is this um, is this particular short like comedic, or was the pitch more comedic? And uh, what what are you looking for with that story? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. I like to think it was comedic. I don't know. Things kind of you know are subjective. I had to think of the word there for a moment. The tough thing uh, about comedy too is you've written it four months ago and you've gone through four, five, six drafts. And the joke that was hilarious the first time you wrote it 
the eighth time you read it, you're not so sure about. And then when somebody <laughs> reads the book for the first time, the joke's hilarious again. So mm -hmm. it becomes your comedy becomes harder to see the more you've worked on it. Um, but I heard Nathan say it was hilarious. So the person putting the book together said it was funny. So I think I think you probably passed the bar. <laughs> and uh, and to that both that and uh, what Brooke was saying earlier, I did not let anybody. I did not let anybody in. Everybody in here in this book earned it and was uh, absolutely uh, absolutely deserves to be here. So uh, that that is one of my favorite things about putting together an anthology is that you have people who have done like I think I think uh, I have one guy that did twenty has done twenty six Kickstarters and we have people who for whom this is their first Kickstarter. So mm -hmm. I, I I love being able to set up uh, uh, newbies next to veterans and have everybody you know carry their own weight in it, and everybody has and you can just see this here with the group you know brooke says this is our first thing she's mm -hmm. working on we know that travis does like three campaigns every month um right. <laughs> so mariah I, I, we've already talked to you well let, let's get to the guys let's get to the guys i made you wait i made you wait so why did you let travis and john in your book <laughs> Uh, well, I mentioned the favors, right? Nah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'll go anywhere that... for favors. I was at a con. <laughs> it was the pandemic, and Nathan goes, hey, yeah. I have a lot you can be in. But... Yeah. No, the stories were good. Um, like, uh, the... Uh, these are both names that I had seen around uh, the Kickstarter space and uh, and uh, the comics launch community. Um, uh, 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 Russell Nolte is a personal. Uh, is it, is it, when you said twenty six campaigns, the name that came to my head is like I bet Russell's part of this. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's Russell. You know, yeah. I was like, it's either uh, Russell or Simon Burks with that number of campaigns. Right. I mean, I'm right. at twenty six, but you have to count like the Advocators and the Tales of the Collective, which I'm like adjacent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it. I was like, is he talking about me? Let me do the math. Real quick. Nah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, it was Russell, and he, uh, he and John bring a great story about. Uh, a couple who have an intruder in their house, but can't seem to uh, stop bickering long enough to deal with it. <laughs> and uh, again, one of the one of the funnier stories in the book. But uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, John came on via Russell, and uh, yes, I ride coattails. That's what I do. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I ride on a coattail. That's my job. I mean, <laughs> I mean that guy. That guy. That guy. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to avoid his coattails, quite frankly. Um, and uh, so, Travis did he reach out? To, did he reach out to you, John? And say, hey, I've got this idea. I'd love. I'd love to see what you could do with art wise. Did you kind of reach out to him? How did yeah. you, as a pair, come together? Actually, in 2018, Russell came to me with this story, and uh, didn't really have a home for it yet, but wanted to know what I wanted to, if I wanted to illustrate it. I did some preliminary sketches and he liked them and then it just kind of, kind of sat. <laughs> um, and then, uh, he came, he came back to me, uh, with Nathan's project said, Hey, do you want to, did we ever do anything with this? Is what his question was to me. I said, well, I have all these mm -hmm. you know, sketches, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's how, that's how it came, that's how it came about. 
Yeah. That's so. super cool. Travis, who is doing the art on your story? Who knows? Just somebody. <laughs> somebody you met in Fargo? Yeah. Right. I don't know. Nathan, Nathan paid all the box. I just, I just sat. In fact, I didn't even write it. I'll be honest. Uh, somebody, I, I'm just the ghostwriter. I'm just coming for the appearances. And, <laughs> I wanted to get the appearance fees. There's an appearance fee for this, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. We're still waiting for you to pay it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, so there's a, a local artist named uh, Elias Gambit. Uh, that's his that name. That feels fake. That's the coolest, coolest name. One of the two is fake. He's actually legally turning his name to Gambit. Currently, his name's Elias. I can't say okay. his last name. It's Spanish. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, he's done a few covers for me. I love the guy. He's a local tar tattoo artist. Uh, I let him and I let him do a backup story in Voodoo that was written by somebody else. I let him do a story in Cthulhu Invades Wonderland written by somebody else. And I was like, you know what? I should finally do something. I saw Nathan's mm -hmm. pitch. I had a really funny idea. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me see if he wants to do it. He was like, I'd absolutely love to do it. And he killed it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool story. Uh, it's about leprechauns invading a casino. Uh, and the casino, the, the Native concept. American casino, does not take kindly to that. And they respond in kind. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun playing with, uh, you know, both the nationalities, but being truthful, truthful of both, I guess. I mean, leprechauns are kind of fun, mm -hmm. uh, but but allowing that, you know, Nathan's only thing was like, hey, you're playing with Native Americans, be careful. I was like, they right, win. Definitely. He's like, it's fine. It's fine then. Never mind. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, sorry. I'm hearing but, most of these stories have a comedic flair. Is this a comedic anthology or did we just happen to get the creators who, who came with comedic um, stories? Uh, it was not my intention to make it all comedic, but I mean, so many people like were knocking it out of the park with the comedy uh, that uh, that I, I largely gave people free reign to do what they wanted. I just gave them the mm -hmm. pitch and say, "Hey, what would happen if?" and and let them run with it. Okay, so I, I don't know. Do you want a serious one? Because my story, my entry is sure. actually on the more serious side. It is. Uh, Why don't uh, we, is, Travis? Uh, why don't you start scrolling through and let's yeah, get to the ready. stories as we as we get to them. There we go. Um, but yeah, yeah. Tell us about each of the stories. If we haven't met um, the the people on the team, you know, be sure. we'd, we'd love to hear who's working on them and, sure. and kind of the bent of each story. This is this is we we found Will and I have found that if we have four projects on and one is an anthology, it's very tough to either be fair to the anthology or the mm -hmm. other three projects. Uh, that's why right. when we talked to you, we said, let's just do yours. So this is your night, take your time and uh, tell us tell us all about it. Not a problem. So uh, Closure Inc., the first one at the top is, uh, again, another with a serious bent, but also uh, takes a, a, a comedic bent, but uh, also kind of has a serious undertone to it. It's about a a private investigator who is a ghost and helps people uh, kind of acts as a exterminator for other people who have ghost problems. So uh, a lot of the comedy in that one is, comes from the kind of the, the, the guy is just kind of shysty uh, and is kind of constantly trying to upsell the people who he's who he's uh, who want them to get rid of the, the ghost out of his house. <laughs> Uh, Moan, the next one there is uh, by Russell and John. Uh, 
uh, kind of gave you this uh, the short pitch for that already. Um, let's see, date night is. Uh, I, I love all of these, but this has got to be one of my favorites. Um, it, it's it's about dating. Uh, dating apps in the you know modern magical world and kind of I don't I don't want to spoil the gag but uh, uh, things get a little hairy uh, later <laughs> as the evening progresses. I can't wait to find out when I read it if that's a pun. Who was the team on that one? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yes, uh, story by a new newcomer Seth uh, Tamarkin and the art by Swapnil Lambe. So uh, yeah. Uh, Great quality up, and here we have uh, Melissa J. Massey's Melissa. story. Uh, <laughs> um, I, even orcs have ghost problems. Uh, kind of exactly what it sounds like. Uh, I, I love I love stories where the title is what it's about. Uh, so uh, is, is MJ doing art and writing duties? Of course. Okay. I'd expect nothing less. Uh, let's see, but uh, yeah, uh, it, it kind of provides a nice twist on, you know, not the typical orc, you know, that you would see in Lord of the Rings that are just kind of, you know, mindless stereotype planet of hats kind of creatures. Um, let's see. <clears throat> then we have Get With The Times by LK and Gino and Abby Butler. Uh, I'm, man, I'm trying, I'm really trying to describe, think of how to describe that one other than, if you like snarky teenagers and kind of a adventure time vibe, uh, that's uh, absolutely what you're going to get with this one. Let's see. Um, then, uh, at, uh, then of course, uh, we have uh, Girl of My Dreams, The Perp's a Real Sucker, or Stoker, I barely know her, by Big Tim Styles. Okay. Um, you know what? If you, that, that his artwork is, I, I wouldn't have, said his name but now that you say it it's obvious his artwork yeah yeah victim styles and uh uh art by ahmad rafat and oh. yeah it's uh, like uh, and that, who does all of the uh tim's girl of my dreams yeah, the stuff yeah. i believe yeah um mm -hmm. but uh yeah if you've never read uh tim stuff yeah he is hilarious and yeah, the, bonkers the, the, yeah right um let's see and then we have Kayla's story. I don't get paid enough for this, which we touched on earlier. <laughs> Did, um, does Kayla do both art and writing? Or? Yep, I, I don't have the budget to hire a different artist. You know what? Will and I don't have the talent to not find a budget to hire an artist, but <laughs> darn, do we exactly. respect the people who can do it all. Right. <laughs> and let's see. And then, uh, yeah. Um, right. Mariah's story uh, with modern ghouls story in our book by Mariah. Uh, uh, yeah, I just loved the, uh, uh, when she was talking about earlier, I, I, I didn't get a chance to jump in, but I, I just love the just utterly mundane-ness <laughs> with which the, her characters go through this utterly insane situation. So uh, I, I love that juxtaposition. Um, let's see, we have Olive and the Ogre uh, by Sarah Cook, art by Sarah Setna. And th this is probably like the sweetest story in the entire book. Uh, it's just these, these two kind of lost kids, uh, you know, finding each other having and just having a good day. And 
but it, was, it, it gave me the feels real hard. I'm not going to lie. That's awesome. Very cool. Right. Sarah should be on the show next Friday night. So yeah. hopefully we'll, Will will remember and, and ask her to kind of uh, talk about how that came to be as well. Right on. And please. And then we have Strong and, Fee, Strong and Free by uh, uh, Dino Caruso, art by Sean Phelps, uh, colors by Hugo Aquino, and letters by Jay Valerian. Um, this one is an interesting one. It, it took me a second to follow it at first, but it is about sasquatches versus mermen versus hunters um so like yeah so we have we have uh these hunter these uh hunters that are chasing a sasquatch and the sasquatch encounters a merman and uh yeah and it just kind of gets more bonkers from there so again this is another example of uh how the creators i found who found me just kind of took this concept and ran with it yeah uh, that's, that's awesome right um, then, ah, so excited to have uh, uh, JL Johnson and crew on this book. Um, I've really enjoyed Ennead, The Rule of Nine. Uh, I, I was absolutely thrilled when he agreed to be a part of this. Uh, but, uh, the retrieval is about a special ops, uh, special covert black ops team, uh, magically imbued. Uh, who have to go over a uh, kind of a, t a, a magical ticking doomsday device uh, once it kind of becomes public knowledge that uh, magic is real and uh, uh, a clear and present danger to mm -hmm. the world. Uh, <clears throat> and then we have uh, Ma Matthew Kunt was almost on here today, uh, but we uh, but we have his story Toll Collection with art by Ayrton Sehan and. Yeah, this is another one of those that I just loved, 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 loved. Uh, uh, a, a, a troll who, you know, traditionally collects uh, coins from from people passing over the bridge can't uh, has to learn to adapt to the new world yeah. and uh, how to, you know, get get money from people who are, you know, not paying. And as, 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 like, it's right there. On, it's right there in the sample image. Like no one's paying in coins anymore. So you've got to figure <laughs> out what to do about it. <laughs> right. Uh, then we have Weasels and Witchcraft by uh, Aaron Casey and Brooke Lydic here. As uh, Brooke pitched it, uh, kind of a... Uh, a cute but psychological uh, 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 approach to uh, the premise that I think the audience will really enjoy. Mm -hmm. uh, we have The Truth Is Not There uh, by uh, Vaibhav and Divyanshu Kamar. Uh, uh, this one is very X-Files uh, inspired and it has a great twist at the end that I don't think uh, people will expect. It's about a... Um, an older brother who comes home from college and it isn't acting quite right. And the main character has to kind of figure out what's up with that. Uh, let's see, Turner Family Terrors. Uh, nice. Yeah, uh, Robert, Robert, Krish and co bring us another installment of Turner Family Terrors uh, Beach Day in which the Turners have to, uh, you know, fight down demons, deal with vampires, you know, as as they do. If you've uh, if you've not checked out the Turner Family Terrors series, uh, very good. Highly, highly, re highly recommend that as well. Uh, here and here we have Travis's story, Old Ways, and 
this was a Travis's story was an example of another example of I didn't know I didn't expect people to go in this direction I didn't expect anybody to go in this direction but once uh, uh, Travis turned this in I was like of course you know uh, mythologies are if every mythology is real some they're going to have their own kind of squabbles and infighting and such and you know they're not necessarily going to get along so have watching two uh different folklores uh collide was like that ah, brilliant i loved i loved it when would <clears throat> when would uh, leprechauns ever fight with anyone nah. it seems so off brand well <laughs> well one time they went to the hood kevin uh you should watch <laughs> um and i think that that really sums up how it went down is when they went to the hood uh they've done other things but i think the hood is really where <laughs> fantastic and uh let's see last week we we have my story uh written and uh, arted by my myself and oh it, you, you, it, an, an, another do-it-aller yeah you know, <laughs> that's, that's how i roll well um and the story is about a uh a young man who uh has to come out to the humans that have raised him for the last 14 years. He comes out as a changeling. He was switched out for their real baby at, uh, at birth and has, you know, been living with them uh, ever since. And, and yeah, you couldn't make that a comedy? I'm a disturbed individual. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest about that, right? So and and yeah, that that is uh, the epic lineup that we have. Yeah, I'm I'm ending the I'm ending the anthology as a downer, but you know what? I, I've got no regrets about that. <laughs> so, well, who uh, who does your cover? Is that uh, you? That was me as well. Yes. Awesome. So, thank you. Because, like you know, what can I say? I got an ego. <laughs> you know, you you know that if you're doing it, it's going to be finished, and you can you know use it to. They're, they're, I I say again, I'm not going to name any names, but running anthologies are very difficult, and uh, mm -hmm. the more you can do, the more is done, and I think that's really smart, especially because you can, and it's a really great image. So, uh, I'll, let I, me say this too. He told me in another interview that I saw him with, he was really inspired by Shadowrun. And yeah, I uh, Shadowrun yeah. source book like mm. uh, like cover. If you if you've ever played Shadowrun, like this is a Shadowrun source book cover. Like, <laughs> well done, you, well done. You you got me, and I will own that proudly. Yes, uh, uh, before I ever played Dungeons and Dragons, I played Shadowrun back in the day, and uh, one of the one of the books was in one, one or one of the compendium books, or not not compendium, but uh, the expansion source books, books was called source, source books thank you thank you it was called uh, magic in the shadows and uh it featured a uh elf girl summoning a trash monster a, a city elemental uh into existence and uh, that was absolutely an inspiration for this cover how did you come oh. up with the colors because they pop even from far away uh let's see i I could not tell you where exactly, but the blue and the magenta, it, 
I don't know, that felt very both modern and mystical to me. So I cannot tell you, I honestly cannot tell you anything beyond that other than it just seemed both uh, contemporary of the now and uh, and also gave things a nice contrast and a nice glow. Cool. Uh, a quick question for you. You've, this is your first anthology, right? Yes, sir. Well, I happen to know that at least three of the people Our, on your team <laughs> mm -hmm. have uh, run a few successful anthologies themselves. Yeah, at uh, least, right. John, that, Travis, and Russell. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. How dare was, you? How dare you? Okay, right. Uh, so, so that is what, okay, so this is the, I should uh, clarify, this is the first anthology that I've created. I was uh, lucky enough to be in Russell's anthologies, uh, the Cthulhu is hard to spell series. Oh, I'm, we're we're I just talking running it. We're you know being part uh, of anthology, yeah. but, but so, I literally mean, I, being the person. You really had yeah. so much you know experience on you know some of the creators that were on there. I mean, did you tap mm -hmm. into that at all, or I mean, how how what was it like having that much kind of help on your bench? I guess you know that that were contributing to the anthology. Uh, let's see. I have. All I've honestly always been the, the kind of I, I was the kid that sat in the back of the classroom and just observed things. So I was I, I confess I was not actually brave enough to tap their knowledge, but you to actually ask them questions. But I was absolutely observing how Russell ran the, uh, the Cthulhu is Hard to Spell series and uh, watched what he did, how often he updated, like kind of the thing that he put together or, or how he put together the book and the campaign and the rewards. And uh, that was very much an inspiration for me and uh, a, a model that I have followed with for Concrete Arcanum. Cool. Yeah, there certainly worse people to follow than than russell right. and, and travis and john if you if you had paid mm. attention like but i understand you were part mm. of that one so it does make sense yeah. you're you're gonna you're gonna you know pay mm. attention to your teammate um mm. a lot mm. uh what has been um the easiest most gratifying most beautiful we're gonna start positive um mm. thing about running this particular anthology uh i'm going to sound like a broken record but Honestly, I was a lot, I was anticipating a lot more people dropping out, having excuses. Um, I was, I, uh, the joke about, you know, coordinating with artists is like, you know, herding cats, right? Uh, so I was honestly bracing myself for a lot of that kind of thing. But every, everybody delivered, everybody got their stuff in uh within the margin of error that i had set forth everybody uh, uh uh there was there was one person that did have to back out but uh they notified me way in advance what is that uh, like to have somebody notify you that they're backing out that sounds amazing right uh, <laughs> i was like you know what honestly respect like thank you for <laughs> yeah like just thank you for uh not yeah just thank you for not coming up to the deadline being like uh 
and you know backing out it literally like a week before we launched the kickstarter or something like right. that and uh, um so uh like i i will take actually being notified that somebody's backing out uh, a thousand times over like over just over uh you know continuing to tell me it's coming that you're, you're yeah. gonna it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming and then like yeah. well we're launching the Kickstarter now, so uh, yeah. uh, 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 bye. Sorry, train's <laughs> leaving. Got to go now. I totally understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I uh, once pitched um, before before they merged with Boom. I pitched a, a book to Arkea, and mm -hmm. like within I would say four weeks, they sent me a rejection, yeah. and I sent them back an immediate thank you because I... they had the respect for my want to be part of them enough to tell me I didn't fit with what they were doing at that point. Right. And I, and I didn't have to sit here for three years going, I wonder if it's the bottom of a pile and anyone's ever seen it. I wonder if they right. didn't like it or, or what, but getting someone telling you either, I can't be part of the anthology. I was wrong. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Or no, this doesn't work for me right now is so great. And I think especially in indie comics, because we're all wanting to be people pleasers. I think a lot of mm -hmm. us don't want to say the bad news. And it's yeah. so much worse. Just come out, send the email, make the phone call and say, hey, this isn't going to work right now. And, mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't mean people are going to like getting that phone call, but I promise it's preferable to getting no phone call. Yeah, hard, uh, hard same. I... Well, a, a, no, a, a no is better than no answer. Uh, mm -hmm. A no is better than or or false promises that aren't good. Right. You can't live up. So. Okay. okay, we're not going to go totally negative, mm -hmm. but has there been a lesson that you have learned that will help you in your next anthology that might help another creator that's thinking about doing an anthology in the future? Right. So all, all that said, um, I think also sticking to your sticking to your guns, sticking to your deadlines. I while I did build in a few margins for error, uh, uh, lar largely I think moving forward I will treat everybody the same, uh, no matter who they are and uh, what they what they promise. I'm being I'm being deliberately vague, yeah. uh, in case you can't tell. Um, we know you're talking about John. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, let's address uh, this, okay. Nathan. I was late on lettering. I got it done. <laughs> yeah. You guys are kidding, but I was. I was a day late on lettering, but I told him about it a week ahead of time mm -hmm. that we were working mm -hmm. on it. I showed him that the art was finished. I did my best, Nathan. <laughs> Boy, if somebody's late you're on lettering, you, no, yeah. <laughs> if you're late on lettering, you you know you're in safe hands because lettering is is coming. If you're late on art, that's a little mm. scarier. But no, right. yeah, you 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 have to stick to your guns and be. Yeah, you kind of have mm. to be the bad guy sometimes. You're the yeah. sheriff. Of you, this, do, right? you do eventually have to be a hard ass. You got to be the captain. And I mean. Uh, I, I used like kind of a train metaphor earlier, but yeah, you can't hold up the entire train because one person is late. So mm -hmm. I, uh, there, I'm not, again, not going to name names, but there yeah, is, no. 
a, there we're, is a, we're, we're not a showing party. anybody under the box. <laughs> yeah. There is a, there is another there is another party that I would have very much liked to have had on board, but uh, eventually I had to make the executive decision that yeah, trains got to leave the station uh, with or without them. And, well, that's uh, will. So. We know that's will. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all right. This time, next time, maybe next time we'll get them on. But yeah, um, so that, but yeah, uh, again, overall, I do, I, I, I'm not being, I'm not ex uh, falsely accentuating the positive or anything like that. When I say like 90%, 95% of people got their stuff in, were communicative, were professional. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just had a great crew, uh, go through this entire, through this entire, through everything. Yeah. So, and, uh, so and Shawnee, with me as well. Yeah. Shawnee asked how difficult at times was it to be the strict captain during the process? <clears throat> uh, again, honestly, with this crew, it, it wasn't at all. Um, again, the, the hardest thing I had to do was to, again, pull the trigger and say, yeah, we got to launch for uh, even without this one part, with, yeah. without this one party. But uh, otherwise, like I said, 95% of everybody, 95% uh, of the rest of the people that uh, put in their uh, application that filled out the interest form showed up, followed through, uh, like li literally, literally had two stories drop out and that was it. And that's, mm. that, that's statistically pretty dang good. That, that really is something I'm yeah. always interested in because I, I think of a, a you know rock band having 15 songs. They know they're going to have an 11-song album. They pick their 11 mm -hmm. songs, and then mm -hmm. they put them in an order. So what's the thought process of getting Travis's <clears throat> story, getting Brooke's story, getting <laughs> Mariah's story? What order do they come in in the anthology? Is it literally who comes first comes first, or... Are you looking at themes? How do you order the books in an anthology? Um, let's see. Um, I decided to put myself at the end of the book, just out of, I don't know, that felt like, that just felt like the right thing to do out of, uh, um, I don't know, good taste, courtesy. Uh, uh, and I did generally want to put all the people, uh, I did generally want to put my crew before me. Hmm. Um, I, I'm going, I started, I, I'm going to start out with the book. Oh, well, you, it's like, there you go. It's like, uh, that's the metaphor I wanted. It's like putting together a mixtape a little bit. So you kind of want to start the energy here, start, start strong, maybe like dip a little bit, you know, then crescendo, then, you know, to dip a little bit and then, uh, and then finish out like, I guess with, you know, whatever is kind of last the grand finale, finale. So, <laughs> the grand finale. so, so you started out talking as if you were real uh you know real uh humble guy and you're like i'm the grand finale <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you saw what i did there I <laughs> so uh question for kind of the other creators i know mm -hmm. um you, you brought in a lot of a lot of uh not only just you know kickstarter you know first time kickstarter creators, but also you've, you're working with some Kickstarter veterans that have had recent projects and also have projects coming down the pipe. So mm -hmm. I happen to know that that uh, Travis guy out there's got some things coming. And I think that John dude has something coming too. And Thank you. Mariah, I'm pretty sure you got something in the works too. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So what's what's coming down the pipe for you, Travis? Uh, well, I in have the pipe. in the pipe. Kickstarter's live right now, <laughs> <laughs> including this one. Uh, now I think about it. Uh, so yeah, I've got Granite State Punk live right now. Granite State Punk Two, which I'm super stoked about, which is doing really well. Just funded today. Um, and then I have No Contest, which is a book that I was hired as a writer, not as a as a thing. Uh, I'm not Snow Pop. Oh. Okay. Don't relax. Give me, give me three okay. seconds to get the banner in, Travis. Jesus Christ. You know what? You know what? Guys, uh, our very good friend, uh, Rob Mulcahy, has just launched Snowpaw, and it is a really wonderful Scottish fantasy. We were going to give Travis a moment, but he had to go full Travis Gibb on us. I'll have you know that I wrote in Nightwolf, so there you go, which you can buy on that. So I am also in that one if you want to give it up. Go ahead. I can actually, go all day. Actually, Travis is right. You should really <laughs> buy that because Kevin Joseph wrote in that too. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and more, more importantly, much more importantly, uh, Tyler James and uh, which we call it from Boston Metaphysical Society, two actual mm. good writers, and Travis right. and I just riding <laughs> coattails. Right. Yeah, but you know that the the Nightwolf's artist man, he he makes it all look pretty, so you're fine. Like my. You don't even have to pay attention. I got, I got pe- werewolves fighting werewolves, werewolves fighting angels. You're fine. Like I don't need to like the thing. Like just let it, let it be pretty. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Nice. Uh, well, all right, you, man. Yeah. Good. Uh, so yeah, th- yeah. I, I forgot about no contest already. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, been a few more days, but that was that was a job that I got hired to do. So uh, I'm, uh-huh. I, I'm in it, but it's not an orange comb project, even though. I brought my whole team with me, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cool project. It's all just about. as an aside. Are you happy? All these campaigns are running at the same time. A little like, oh, this is pulling my hair out. How does I, that? Feel I trying? always feel I'm letting someone down. Uh, like Nathan, like right before here, I saw that he posted, and I was like, hey, if you have a slot, let me be on because I, I really feel it's not just about creating the the books. It's about being part of the process, right? I, I know that when I run an anthology, there's nothing more than I hate than the person who doesn't sit. And they're, they're also the first person who's asking for their comps. They never did anything the whole campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, uh, I was promised comp. We just got the books today, dude. Like, chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here I send them out to backers first. So I never want to be that guy. And I never, I'm always grateful for every opportunity. So thank you, Nathan, for being part of it. I was part of his launch party. And I, I always want to be part of this thing because. Uh, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. It's my career. So I'm, I'm willing to work as hard as I need to do to get all these campaigns funded as best as I can, trying to give my best work to each and every one. You're awesome. doing great. <laughs> uh, so is that, a good, is that a good thing when uh, artists and contributors are asking for their comps already? Or, okay. Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I will give you one piece of advice because I just Wait. I was heard the whole story uh, about you talking about you know letting people down and being a little tough. It's so important on the second one if you do another one to be that guy, right? On the second one, one of the things that I learned is you love these people. Now you're starting to build relationships with these people. And because of that, they take advantage of you, sometimes not intentionally, 
they just, mm-hmm. you know, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to do this. And you're like, yeah. oh, you got that. And then even more so, if they got like a top tier artist in my case. They got a top tier artist. I'm like, oh, right. delayed, delayed. And then literally <laughs> everyone's done but your friend, right? And then you have right. to have a right. conversation with your friend. And, yeah. you know, you have to do that. And, you have, and it makes it awkward. And they don't want to talk to you. You used to talk every day. And now you're talking once a month because he doesn't have the pages yet. Like it gets weird. Yeah. So yeah. just don't do it. And if you just stick by your deadline and let everybody's the same, no one's, I think that's easier and you're going to do way better. I think uh, I'm well, going to do that, an anthology. I don't have friends. So that's, uh, uh, I'm good. I'm, I stole, it's still, still my line. I was going to be like, well, I'm saying I don't have any friends. So, right, I, Kevin it. Joseph's <laughs> supposed to write Cthulhu, but apparently he doesn't know anything about Cthulhu. Whatever. I'm saying this right now. I'm saying this right now. God mm. bless you guys. The, the last two Cthulhu campaigns I will back ever are Clay Adams, uh, dr- is it Dreamscape that's out now? Yeah. And Travis yeah. Gibbs Cthulhu invades Peter Pan and anything Miskatonic High because Miskatonic High I actually really enjoy and it's in Lovecraft. So, I Cthulhu. don't give a shit about Cthulhu. <laughs> I back all of my friends doing it, and I'm done. I am done backing Cthulhu. I love you guys. Write your Lovecraft. You have like 1,400 people that are going to back you. Kevin Joseph is out after Cthulhu invades Peter Pan. I want that as my back quote, please. Um, yeah. please. <laughs> Can we get that? That, And I'm serious. That's going to be a back quote. On out. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not because it's a little aggressive, but it's also very true. I'm done with Lovecraft. You guys have your fans. I'm, I'm going to cheer you on, but I'm done backing it because I get all of these books and I'm like, I don't care about Lovecraft. All right. I apologize. No, that's that's fantastic. I can't right. care about it. I try. <laughs> our our good friend John, I know for a fact that uh, you've got uh, Rancidville three coming down nice. real soon. Uh, uh, as soon as you know, you can get uh, that uh, slacker Ryan, you know, to do something right. And then uh, you've also got another anthology because your first anthology was just awesomely successful. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Yeah, I have a, I have Rancidville three planned. Um, Ryan Crowboth and I run our campaigns together for that. So he has a comic called Sunmaker. He's working on Sunmaker three, but in between him trying to finish Sunmaker three, he's also working on this comic called Crossover Division. Never heard um, writer is such yeah. an ass, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, it kind of put and and he he does a bunch of covers for people, so he's he's, he's stretched for time. But uh, we're hoping, fingers crossed, that we can launch at the end of fall. Um, so maybe the end of October, beginning of November. If not, then it it won't launch until after my next anthology, which is the Not So Fair Tales Two, uh, a fabulous journey. Or fabulous journey, F A B L I. Fabulous journey. Yeah. So, um, and uh, yeah, that my first anthology was incredibly successful. So, um, yeah, this will hopefully be be the same. Yeah. It's so, a beautiful book, man. I mean, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I had I had great people on it. Will 
Um, <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't, you know, it's all, and as, as Nathan probably knows, it's all about, it's all about the team. It's the, it's a group of people that you, you know, you, you curate to, to work with you. Um, and, and on an anthology, you have to be as, as Travis has mentioned and Nathan alluded to, and you have to be a taskmaster. You got to be the guy that is, is, is driving the ship. Um, and you can't, you can't let, you can't let people get away with anything. And, um, and they do that not intentionally. It's just that we all have busy lives and we all have shit going on. And, um, so, you know, some of us are old, like me and Will. Um, so, you know, um, Get off my lawn. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, um, but, but when you do, when you're able to pull it together as Nathan has with this book and, and I did with mine, you, you, you create this beautiful thing that, that the world is going to be, uh, blessed to have. So I'm excited. We sort awesome. of talked to the people who've done the most campaigns, Brooke and Kay. Uh, I know, Brooke, you said this is kind of your, your first uh, comic, so I'm guessing it's your first Kickstarter. And Kay, I'm not, I'm not sure if you've done. So if you are brand new to Kickstarter, how has this experience been? What have you learned from watching the campaign and being part of it? Oh, I have learned so much watching this process. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually looking forward. I've got a few projects that I would really love to launch, um, one of which I'd love to do next year. And this kind of took a little bit of the scary factor out of that and uh, makes it a little less intimidating. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Kay, have you run a campaign before? Or is this your first? Oh, this is my first. And promoting it has been hell on the nerves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It is. So it is. let's, let's yeah. talk about it. Like running a campaign um, is rough. Um, I think that one, I, I, I don't know if I can say this in a good way or a bad way, Kay, is Nathan's the one on the line here. So if you're going to run one, I'd say get Nathan to run it for you so that, you know, there's less, there's uh, less wait, on wait, it because. Uh, uh, <laughs> is that a service Nathan is offering Kickstarter running? Cause I. <laughs> I, don't, I don't this, this, I, this is an explain yourself. Yeah. This is an explain yourself exclusive. Yes. Nathan is here to run all of your, campaign. all the Kickstarters. Uh, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Uh, 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 so. Uh, <laughs> No, but it is, it is, it is a, it's a, it's, it can be good stress and it can be very bad stress. Yeah. Um, in the end, the, when you cross funding, when you're, when you're done, it's this glorious thing, but in the moment of it, it can be. So what you're feeling, Kay, is perfectly not just acceptable, but it's what yeah. everybody except for Charlie Stickney goes through. Yeah. <laughs> Because he just right. rides a wave to heaven, but the rest of us have to kind of work. And no, I mean, he works by having the greatest book in the world. But um, no, it, it is not movie covers. He's been. <laughs> nah, nah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yes, absolutely. Uh, and the, 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 the pisser of it is like, no matter what you do, 
the day after the campaign gets over, somebody's going to come up to you and be like, you had a Kickstarter going? I had no idea. <laughs> when, when are you launching that thing you talked about? Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, what, what, What's that concrete arcana shit coming out, man? I want to totally want to back it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be right, right in your. <laughs> yeah, Mariah, you just right on back. How'd they find out? <laughs> right, uh, Mariah, you just finished uh, Usual Haunts a few months ago, right? And you're coming yeah. back with, uh, I think, the the second volume pretty soon. Um, yeah, back in June, I ran uh, I Kickstarter to fund essentially paying myself to make the pages. Uh, so it was just a digital release. I'm thinking that the next one I'll do might be a print edition release because I've seen some interest in that. And I also would kind of like to make some additional merch, like fun stickers and stuff. Um, but I'm not 100% sure when I'm going to be doing that because I'm working on another personal project, as I like to joke, which is having a baby. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember oh, yeah. that in your newsletter. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. so <laughs> assuming everything goes good and according to plan, I'll become a parent at the end of January. Wow. <laughs> How do you kickstart babies? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, first you have to close. love a book very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what shower registry sites are, essentially. <laughs> my baby. Uh, did you have to kickstart that or was that? <laughs> well, cool. Mm. Very cool. So, um, Brooke, and Kay, I mean, you've, you, you know, like Kevin said, you, you've kind of experienced this. Brooke, it sounds like you, you, you're you in, focused in on maybe doing something next year. Kay, are you planning on, on giving this a go anytime soon by yourself in charge? Well, I'm not sure if I'll end up launching Kickstarters for, you know, the other projects I have lined up, but I am planning to publish them probably through Amazon or something like that. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. So can I give you one bit of advice that uh, my buddy Juan at Creature Entertainment gave to me before I launched on? He told yeah. me the absolute worst thing a Kickstarter can be is 30 days of free advertisement. Yep. <laughs> it's the worst that can happen if you don't fund is... For 30 days, people heard the name of your your comic, mm -hmm. yeah. saw images from it. It got into their brain. So even if it doesn't fund, you've advertised for free because you don't have to pay a penny to go up on. I don't think any of the crowdfunding, Zoop, Crowdfunder, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Now, we usually do Backer Kickstarter kid. because that's what we know. <laughs> yeah, that's what we know. But I don't. you never have to pay to go on those things. Um, and launching a book on Amazon is just as scary as launching a Kickstarter because you're still putting yourself out there. You're still putting the book out there and people are going to, you know, be there for you or not, no matter where you put it. So right. I just want you to hear the words I heard that gave me the ability to try crowdfunding. And of course, if you don't do that, that's that's your choice. But um, <laughs> That got me off my butt, and I did it. And you know, ten years later, I'm still making comics only because of crowdfunding. Yeah, yep, That's absolutely. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> and also Travis Gibb. I just kind of want to. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot to me. 
<laughs> no, Travis and I, we're we're three hours away, which sometimes is feels like you know across the world, and uh, some sometimes we get to cross each other's path, and it's always wonderful. I, I look forward to, to bringing my baby and wife uh, to spend the night with you <laughs> in a hotel and complain about you know what's going on in the the real world instead of talking about comics. I look that, forward. That child was the quietest, most amazing. What six month old I have ever. Yeah, met let's try. Let's try it again. Let's let's see if you feel the same. <laughs> Three year olds a little different than six month old. Yeah, he, he talk, for some reason, someone who talks a lot around him may have inspired him to also talk to everyone in Malibu. I don't know who that is, but whoever it is. They need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> can't 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 wait to meet uh, uh, a talkative gift. Cannot wait. <laughs> I, well, hey, I know. <laughs> I know you guys are both in Florida, so everything all right? Any damage? I mean, everything well, going well. I, I mean, that's Travis more because the storm actually, I think, did get up closer to you because you're up north. How 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 did you guys do? I. It's really sad, but um, I was completely fine. Had no power problems. That's not sad. That's, That's not a really good thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, My wife turned the AC to 70 in case it did go out. So mm -hmm. we, well, I was cold in the <laughs> uh, And all my friends were like, we were without power. We're still without power today. I went over to my friend's house to drop off some comics, and he was just like, uh, yeah, David Galliano uh, from Savage Bastards from Mad Cave. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, we haven't had power in days. Like, I was like, you can come over. Do you need ice? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm fine. Um, I'm worried about comic impressions, though. Did you did you hear about comic impressions? It's really bad. Uh -oh. I um, know where they are and saw some video and am very feel fearful for them. I don't know anything concrete. Do you know? Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. Richard Boyd, uh, Rich, Rich, mess with me. Uh, they had to rip up carpets today. They don't know how bad the damage is, but it's really, really bad. It's going to be rough, and a lot of us have books there, so it's going to affect it. And they, Comic Impressions, I love those guys, and they can't catch a break. They had COVID, no. round, a couple of rounds of COVID. Paper they shortages. Paper uh, it's been rough. So please, if Man. you're a praying person, please do that for them. They, they desperately need and it. And if you're a comic creator, just understand that they're trying their hardest. Right. Right. It's crazy. And if uh, you're well, a comic creator who usually uses them, uh, Comics Wellspring does nice print-on-demand comics. I know that SourcePoint Press just um, announced that they're going to do print-on-demand. So um, if, if you need to get a book out and comics and comic impressions, who I think does just fantastic work, and I do recommend them, but if you got to get something out, um, you know, kind of, Talk to Source Point Press or um, or Comics Wellspring. I don't know. Kablam is also in Florida, so I don't know if they're going to actually be any better than Comic Impressions right now because I don't know anybody there. Yeah, but they're in Orlando, so Orlando was pretty good. You know, I'm in. They Wombo. had some flooding though. Orlando had some serious flooding. They did. They did. I know him. I don't. He didn't say anything about his business, but I know he's okay. He posted okay. that he was okay. They, they they just got power back. But. Yeah. And jo well, uh, jo Joey Galvez, who lets us do this show on the Geek Collective, says <laughs> he has some resources as well. So um, hit up hit up Joey and see what that that might be pertaining to. Well, uh, um, Brooke, Mariah, are you 
either of you in in the path of the storm at this point or mm. everything all right on I'm in Denver so we're free oh, okay there. if it gets to you having... if it gets to you Bad. hurricane Ian is a Right? Yeah, right. We have right. bigger problems if it reaches where I live. Yeah, so. yeah I'm mm. I'm all the way up in the very tippy top corner of Washington State, so I'm. Oh. Okay. Excellent. So so if Brooke gets hit, then you need to batten down the hatches. Yeah. Yeah. Until, <laughs> until it hits Brooke, you're safe. You're yeah. safe. Mm. You're uh, Kay, what about you? Are you uh, everything? Are you safe? I'm in a rural part of New York, so yeah. I'm like Travis. We're on the east coast of Florida, and um, the east coast was very lucky on this. But the problem with hurricanes is if you're lucky, somebody isn't. There's mm-hmm. just, if it misses, if it misses us, it's going to hit Fort Myers or Tampa. If it misses us, it's going to go in the Gulf and hit Louisiana or Houston. It's like... There's a there's a lot of survivor guilt that Travis kind of you know talked right. about of like, yeah we were ready for it and I'm super glad that we didn't get hit and but I'm certainly not happy that our you know the president of Scout Comics James Hake is over there right. I I've heard through the grapevine that his family and him are safe and okay and you know Scout headquarters didn't get ravaged which is nice to hear but um. Yeah, if you're lucky in a hurricane, somebody else isn't. So it's kind of like, I'm happy, and it also sucks. Right. So, but uh, yeah, we're, we 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 got through it. I you know, I, I had COVID in my like I said, I had COVID in my house and a hurricane. Uh, only my kid had a stuffy nose for four days, and she's negative today. And so for my wife and I, haven't had any symptoms. So. It's been yeah. so stressful, but also I think we lucked out and got through our, our two twin fears this week. So, <laughs> yay! <laughs> right. So, well, all right. I really appreciate everybody that hung out with us. Uh, Will and I are going to go through some of the campaigns that are still live. Um, if you want to hang with us, we'd love to have you. And, uh, Washington State, if it's dinner time and you want to go, we understand. <laughs> Denver, you're, it could still be time. And East Coasters, if you want to go to bed, we never, we're never we never mad if right. somebody takes off on us. Yep. But if you want to hang out and talk about the campaigns, we'd love to have you as well. Um, so, but, but before we do that, let's do one last in case somebody just came in. Um, yep. Let's see, Nathan really, really did it. So... Um, I'm going to have you raise your hand if you want to do the 30-second pitch um, for the anthology. Uh, who wants to take it over? Oh, I like this. I'm not going to force anybody. I'm not okay. going to. I'm not going to pick the shyest <laughs> person, unless nobody raises their hand. No. <laughs> then they'll totally pick the shyest person. Ooh, what happened to John? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> you know what? No, oh, there he is. I was actually I talking. Pick, I'm sorry, man. I, I would almost hiding. certainly pick John or Travis, but John is getting over a cold. So, Travis, if you were going to sell Concrete Arcanum at a comic convention in 30 seconds, how would you get people's attention? So, uh, you can go to Nathan's booth in Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> you have copies of uh, this as well as his, his wonderful books that he does himself uh no concrete arcadum is what happens when all the monsters we've talked about ogres and 
beasts and werewolves and vampires all come to life, all live in the real world. What does it look like? How do you respond to that in the real world? And this is a reflection of that, the series of 20 stories that tell all these wonderful things. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So if anybody is, is ditching us, we really appreciate you coming out. And when you have a campaign running or, okay, if you're just putting it on Amazon, we will still love to talk to you and and hear that process because we've never talked to anybody about that but uh we 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 usually do crowdfunding too so anybody if you have crowdfunding reach out we'd love to have you on but um let's see will what is still going i think um i think magic Um, powder has like four days left jeff schiller has written an awesome crime noir if uh, if uh, fairy tale creatures were in the Sopranos, basically, magic powder is the powder that they're all searching for. Um, I think you might put it in your nose, but it brings about magic. And if, <laughs> in this world, first you get the powder, then you get the power, and then you can make magic and rule the world. And uh, it is a really cool, fun crime noir in a fairy tale land. I met a guy in a bathroom in New York once who had the same exact. (laughs) That was actually Jeff and he got out of jail um, (laughs) and decided to try to do this a little different way. But he told us that after the show. So let's pretend I didn't. give. Uh, Then we've got uh, our friend uh, MJ Massey, uh, the alchemist of Aurelia. Um, That's uh, going on right now. And it's, uh, magic and the uh, oh, I'm totally blanking on the the time period. Uh, the Ottoman Empire. Uh, Ottoman Empire. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's and a really, she does. The, yeah, she does the the writing and the art, and it's uh, it's a fun book. And if you uh, back it, you will get chocolate. You won't get chocolate. Yes, <laughs> but um, I'll say this now, and then you can get mad at, at MJ for not uh, delivering it. No, um, really cool story. What I loved about it is sort of her. Her protagonist it just has no patience and won't do things the right way, and uh, is that is going to lead her down some dark corridors, but hopefully uh, by the end into success. Um, and then Belial, oh, is that Belial or yeah, no. Belial? Yes, uh, Chuck Pino, who is in our very good buddy. This is a comedic story about the original ruler of hell deciding to take it back from Lucifer and the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh, It's a real fun, comedic take on what could have been a serious story. And in fact, Sean Barber came up with the idea and in his idea was going to be serious. And he told Chuck about it and Chuck had a bunch of goofy jokes and he went, oh no, that's better. Let's do it. So Belial is just a a uh, really fun supernatural uh, comic. And then our our Starry Universe uh, was on last week with MJ. Um, he had the chocolate. A, yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Nobody has, has chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's a uh, space opera yeah. that uh, has got some really gorgeous art. Uh, it looks like it's... it's it look, it's a really good looking book. So basically the the lead character, Jessica, is the pilot. She's a, a pirate in space and mm-hmm. her ship is about to crash and her magic that she didn't know she had kind of ignites to protect her. 
and kills everybody around her. So she has this protective magic power that will help her, but if she can't learn to control it, what good is it protecting her if it's gonna kill everybody around her? And so her journey is figuring out what this magic is, how to use it without it hurting others. And uh, it's just a fun, like uh, he said, a, a space opera and just very gorgeous art and fun, mm -hmm. cool concept. Um, as we talked about, our buddy Rob Multari just launched Snowpaw. Mm -hmm. This is his Nightwolf um, companion piece. Snowpaw is a Scottish uh, werewolf that's been uh, fighting the good fight since about the 1800s. And this is the the her origin story. So if you um, know Nightwolf, you probably have already backed this. Rob is just great. The art on this is by Mog Park, and she is extraordinary. Uh, this book is so cool. Travis and I agree. Do not buy issues one, two, three, and four of the floppy comic. You need the hardcover because you need our stories. You know, <laughs> we don't we don't get any extra money for that. But but gosh it's, darn it, it's like this. Um, you know, Iron Man's a great movie. Captain yeah. America's a great movie. Thor's a great movie. But when you put them together and get the all of them together and add, you know, that's when it really is something. That's only in the hardcover. <laughs> Travis and I do consider ourselves the Avengers of comics. Right. I mean, Rob, Rob great. He's created a great universe and no, no thing, you know, but. Yeah, you know, but Nick, Nick Fury doesn't save the day. Right. <laughs> you know, I, and I totally get it. I'm not trying to belittle him, you know, but Infinity Gauntlet, you know, you need. A, sure, we had to build it. Somebody did Infinity Gauntlet. And that's Kevin Joseph, myself. <laughs> you know, the, the better stories you know he did the, the, the set up so we could you know hit it out of the park it's gonna be really <laughs> funny if somebody reads it and realizes that like there's a hundred pages and and we wrote eight of them uh, <laughs> some guy i know is going back to granite state punk which he has said is the best comic he has ever written but he said this before he did a story and an anthology for concrete arcanum so um we got you travis so what is granite state punk breaking edge um what is this and how does it um uh interact with the first one shot yeah so this is a sequel uh when i created that i didn't plan on writing a sequel but uh scout comics and uh, black caravan decided to pick it up so this allowed me to do another another sh one shot because i want to see hey if it works i want to have something ready to go right mm -hmm. if they're like oh it sold really well it'd be really stupid to go all right give me four to five months i got this uh, <laughs> like no problem so i i got and the story is breaking in so at the end of the last issue it became sober so we're addressing what sobriety looks like as someone who's a child of an alcoholic and of someone who was in rehab most for life this kind of goes on that journey and discovers what it is. in mixed of course with the witches punk rock uh it's a story of goody cole who is the first witch that was ever ever trialed in new hampshire I won't tell you the whole story of her, but here's the non-Travis Gibb version of the story. She told a whole bunch of people they were horrible people. They died. She's a witch. She gets sent to Boston. She gets brought back. She dies. Bad things happen. So they unbury her, put a stake in her heart, and bury her back into the ground. <laughs> That's the non-fiction version. <laughs> awesome. And I just oh, nice. that. That's a great tale. <laughs> Apparently, and also, 
Go ahead. Don't, uh, don't, don't forget no contest. Another oh, yeah. uh, Travis Gig Gib production. Yes, and I really need that to get to 100. I don't know why, but like, <laughs> if I don't get to 100 backers, I'm just going to cry. And you don't want to see me cry because I am a little bitch. <laughs> just, it'll just be sad. People will make memes. And I'm, I'm very close to being popular in certain small comic circles. And they're just going to make memes of me when someone's like, hey, your Kickstarter, you know, hey, I only made 5000 but They're going to cry and use me as a meme like Dawson. You know, Dawson, uh, yeah. for years, it's going to be me. Um, I'm gonna, anyway. I think you're more Toby McGuire uh, crying. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're not Dawson. You're Toby. All right, really everybody. Be uh, my whole life. Uh, we, it's really we, I've got two more, Kevin. Yo, before we, we do. Before we Who we got? Uh, Mr. Guy Zombie Hunter by our friends at Oneshi Press. Yes. Uh, it's still going right now, which is mm-hmm. uh, a fun book with a... Uh, a zombie hunter who has a zombified arm with a ghost and it's got coffee and madness. It's pretty darn awesome. And they, they um, every single backer that Onishi Press gets, they plant a tree. So it costs them a awesome. dollar a dollar to plant a tree. And mm-hmm. it so you you can actually bleed them of money. You can you can bid a dollar on their campaign. And then they get 90 cents and then they pay a dollar for a tree. So you can either back this campaign for $30 and get a book, which is awesome. And you should, because they're great people, or it's kind of funny. You could like put them in the poor house. If we got like a million people <laughs> to back this at a dollar they would go oh, man. and save the world. So let's do this. Let's do the explain yourself bump. No, get the book because they're awesome and their books are all awesome, but they will plant a tree for you. Yep. And it's, yeah. And that's, I, I'm really intrigued by that. And it's something I'm, I'm hoping to maybe do in the future. So, so I've, uh, I will, I will say this for the first time I did. I followed their lead. Uh, our last campaign, we had 319 backers. Mm-hmm. So I, I did do it, but over, over 12 months, it's like 25 bucks. Yeah. A month. I'm going to get it to 320 over a year. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then uh, some some guy that nobody's ever heard of, uh, uh, Pat something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, doing uh, Destiny Same New Jack. York. We were destined to talk about this, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Destiny New York, Volume 6. So Pat Shand has uh, another beautiful Destiny New York Love book that. out, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, an amazing series of what happens after, you know, a child of Destiny fulfills her destiny at, you know, age 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there, you know, what does the rest of her life look like? You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's an amazing book and, and Pat's it, pretty awesome dude. And finally, indie comics, um, uh, Jack Lemon, Clay Adams has dream quest, a 48 page <laughs> Lovecraftian horror one shot. <laughs> it is one of my last two Lovecraftian <laughs> campaigns. I will back. I will do Cthulhu invades Peter Pan land, Neverland. <laughs> and if you do a fourth one, I'm out. I'm telling you now. Do not care. Uh, what if I reprint it in like a box set? Are you? <laughs> you're not buying anything new. You're just buying it in a box set. I think I'm, I think I'm out. I think I'm out. But I think it's a great idea for what you should do as a business person. Just expect Kevin Joseph not to be one of your backers. <laughs> and and I've unfortunately I've been 
traveling this week. Uh, there's about five campaigns that I just need to, to back, and I just haven't had a chance to do it yet. But one of them is also Sharp Wit and the Company of Women, mm. which is oh, yeah. an anthology uh, from the, the same people that put out The Color, Color. of Always. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they, Brent. Do, they do Brent Fisher. Uh, but they do they do really wonderful work um important cool they're they're really trying they're really trying to make books that matter and are entertaining and uh I, they, they do a fabulous job and uh yeah that's definitely one i need to jump on so everybody we really appreciate it uh thank you so much for coming in good luck with the rest of the campaign we've got let's see 196 backers with 27 days to go. That is a wait, wait, wait. We popped up to 197. Uh, that's the explain mm -hmm. yourself bump just, just Never. showing itself. Uh, <laughs> it is. But yeah, three backers to 200, and uh, we're looking, we're looking to get you to 300 or 400 by the campaign's end. So, yeah, good man. luck, and really, we're rooting for you. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Thanks, everyone. Yep. Yep. Have a good evening. Thanks.